welcome in everyone to the Invest Well Show here alongside Mr. Randy Cook. Going to dive into some stuff today that I believe is going to be important stuff. There's lots of stuff. We got to get into important stuff from time to time, Randy. We use big words like stuff because they're easy to understand. You understand what I'm saying? And all that stuff. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we are about here. Hey, listen, if you just joined us for the first time, welcome in. If you've been a longtime listener, thank you for dialing in each and every week. I know you're sitting there on your couch, end of the couch, probably, typically, edge of the seat, saying, when is my notification bell going to ring on my phone? Letting me know there's another podcast from the Invest Mel Show. Well, you know, here it is. And I'm so glad you guys joined us. Hey, listen, we're going to talk today about the idea of preparing your investments for the election. Now, if you're not aware, in the United States of America, every four years, uh, we vote for someone that we call a president. That person typically runs the country. And, uh, you know, they, they fly in Air Force One and get all the... As Nacho Libre says, all the goodies. <laughs> okay. Is that what all those commercials have been about? I was wondering what was going on, Michael. Well, you know, it's hard. Some people, they may not know. You know, it's just like, what is actually going on here? This is something new. Uh-huh. But it is important because, you know, every time the election year rolls around, we got all kinds of topics that get brought up. And there's a wishy-washy and all kinds of things that happen with markets, investments, concern, change of administration. What does that look like? Taxes and you know, uh, just the investment model. What does it look like is for markets in general? So we're going to dive into that a little bit today. What are some things that you should be looking at to try and help you kind of prepare your investments for that? I think that's important. The other thing we're going to talk about is just a few little tips along the way that I know you'll find helpful and valuable. Well, Randy, as always, we like to take a minute and just thank the companies over there at Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth, and Wall Lehman, all companies designed to help families protect grow and reduce taxes on their wealth while adding and kind of providing business planning. You know, you're in a place where you're getting ready to retire or you're, you know, selling a company, preparing to sell a company, or, you know, you're just getting hammered in taxes. Maybe you like paying the government in taxes. I don't know, but if you don't, there's ways and strategies that you can help implement to uh, help reduce that process. Well, you can learn more about those companies by going over to leanonthewall.com. And, you know, a lot of families, Randy, have just literally been in a place where they're saying, you know, I just want to get a second opinion on my wealth. I got stuff going on now, but I just want to get a second opinion. So they're heading over to Lean on the Wall. And uh, a little full disclosure, that's a couple companies that we have. They kind of fund and power the shows that I do. But we've been helping families for almost 20 years in a variety of ways with their wealth. Randy, let me ask you this. When you talk about the election year, Mm -hmm. what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I'm scared. <laughs> no, I think that the uncertainty of it is, is that, you know, will the markets react violently to this? Will yeah. the taxes change? Will will all sorts of laws change that will have to make me change the way I approach all of this? Mm. So I think that, that that's a lot of what's going on. I think that Wall Street, too, is is they hate uncertainty. So they, they want to know what's ahead. And election years are all full of what ifs. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it kind of reminds me of the idea. Have you ever had the opportunity when you were a kid and somebody comes up with you a piece of candy and it's round and it's got a color and you're like, okay, what is that? Is that a piece of, big piece of, you know, like the mm-hmm. you put the quarter in, you turn the dial and you get mm-hmm. your bubble gum out of the bubble gum machine, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a piece of bubble gum or is it a jawbreaker? Uh, <laughs> you're going to you know, find out that, in a hurry. <laughs> you put that bad boy in your mouth and you take a big chew. If it's a, if it's a piece of bubble gum, you're like, oh, 
pleasantly yeah. surprised. There if it's good. a jawbreaker, well, I think they named it that for a reason. So <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of like, ah, this is not what I expected. Yep. And that's kind of what people are feeling right now when it comes to the election. So, you know, as you're out there and you're listening to this and, you know, thinking about your investments in general, whether you have thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions, hundreds of millions, whatever your story is, right? This is always a great time to uh, step back and reevaluate. And I think, Randy, a couple of things people need to be thinking about is just how fast markets can move. I think a lot of times we can forget, you know, we forget the flash crash, we forget some other things that have happened in the past because we have one of the chapters in my book, Retire Once, Retire Well, I wrote a chapter called Avoiding Financial Amnesia, mm-hmm. right? And uh, basically, it's just the idea that people can forget what's happened in the past. And I, you pulled up a clip that I wanted to share with everybody. It was from basically the anniversary coming up on the 19th of October. It's the 33rd anniversary of day most baby boomers would probably like to forget. But uh, here's what it sounded like in that day in 1987. NBC Nightly News. Good evening. It is a day that will be in bold print in history books. Black Monday, October 19th, 1987, when the stock market went into a free fall, losing more in one day than it did on Black Tuesday in 1929. It went down 508 points in one day. And now we look at that, and that's just kind of a daily change these days. But back then, that was 22% of the market. It dropped in one day. Yeah. Now think about yeah. what that would be today if the market went down 22%. Do that yeah, math. Like 6,000 points, it right? It would be. <laughs> so it's like uh, the Dow dropped 6,000 points today. That like, gets your not, attention. Yeah. yeah, people are like, oh, that's not possible. <laughs> well, it is. It's In fact, it's already happened. Yeah. You know, so I think, Randy, it's, it's just important. Uh, step number one in this process of preparing your investments for the election is understanding that markets can move quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that people have been in a place over the years of investing where, Randy, they're literally in a place where they have not realized that the stock market is not the only place you can invest or put your money for growth. Well, I think also that as we look to the uncertainty of it all, I was one of those people who, when Donald Trump became president, said, holy cow, are we in for a rocket ride here up and down and probably mostly down? So I pulled back all the risk on my money in Mm. uh, November of 2015 And guess what? (laughs) You were wrong. I was way wrong. We had something called the Trump bump, and Randy missed out on all of that because I got scared. Randy got the Trump slump. I did. I got scared, and I backed off, and I went, oh, look what happened here. And, you know, when you start to look at elections – that what the market does after the election, it's not all that violent. You know, people have a lot of, I don't know, they they put a lot of importance on who becomes the new president. And market-wise, usually it's not that violent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on how deep the bench goes. You know, we yeah. talked off air a little bit in relation to, you know, the Congress and Senate and everything else like that. And how, what does that look like as yeah. far as tipping the aisle. And I think that's an important conversation to look as well. If that I mean, all goes blue, then then that whole changes everything. Yeah, I think it does. And I think the other thing that happens too is when you look at this, at least people have an idea. You know, there's a lot of folks out there that love Trump, a lot of folks out there that don't like Trump, a lot of folks out there that love Biden, don't like Biden, whatever. You know, I tend to err a little bit more on the conservative side of life. You know that and free markets and smaller government and all those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, right, at the end of the day, I've started hearing a little bit of conversation from people, at least with Trump, you know what you're going to get. You know, with Biden, I mean, he's been in office for 47 years. 
There's been a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit kind of everywhere, and they're not really sure what's gonna, what it's going to look like from the administration perspective. So I think that's a worry that comes in. So what does that mean specifically to you with your investments? Because a lot of times you can be in a place where you say, well, what should I do now? What about me, right? What about my investments? What about my money? What should I do? Well, I think the biggest thing is you got to really take a step back and evaluate. You can't just have your head in the stand on this one. You got to step back and evaluate. Because listen, even if something, God forbid, happens like it did there in 1987 on Black Monday, you know, if, if you prepare and you're paying attention, you'll be ready. If it doesn't, well, you know, so be it, right? It's not going to massively affect you. And I know, Randy, I always think about, we talk about golf and all kinds of other things, but, you know, sometimes you're in a place where, I remember, I used to hit Titleist balls all the time, mm-hmm. right? Pro V1, Pro V1, Pro V1, up oh, there goes five bucks in the, in the lake, right? <laughs> I should have just walked over to the lake and got my wallet, you know, money clip out and just started throwing fives in. I'm just like, it would have been the same thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, you hit your Pro V1s, you're doing it, and that's all you hit. And then all of a sudden, I meet this other guy, and you're like, hey, check out these Callaway balls. Mm-hmm. They're really soft, core, whatever, hit well, whatever. So I started playing with those. I'm like, wow, these are really nice, right? Half the price. Half the price. (laughs) I like that, right? Why buy one when you can get two for half the price? You know, that kind of thing. So it's the idea of, you know, it exists, but you don't necessarily know that you're comfortable with. That's a small example. We're talking about golf balls. But when it comes to your investments, you know, you can be in a place where you just keep doing what you've been doing because that's what you've done. And you've heard it said before that the only way you're in the effective zone is when you get outside of your comfort zone. I'll say that again. The only way you're in the effective zone, the only way you get into the effective zone, is when you get outside of your comfort zone. And and your comfort zone, in a lot of ways, with your investments, can be very easily you know, adapted to. In other words, you're in a place where this is just the way you've always done it. This is the firm you've always worked with. These are the folks that have always helped you. And you're in a place where these are just the things that you've done. And as markets move up and down, you move up and down with it. And Randy, people are in a place where they're saying, geez, is there anything different that I can do now? And you talk about adjusting your risk level then. I imagine, you know, that's a conversation. Somebody says to you, I don't want to lose, but I don't want to miss out on the gains if it takes place. Well, I think the big thing is you got to be realizing that, first off, nobody gets it right every time. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's number one. You can't time markets. That's not what we're suggesting here. Can't time them. Number one. Number two It's all about understanding your portfolio structure. You know, we at our firms talk about the idea of the efficient portfolio and really taking a look at other investment and products and things like that that are off market, whether it be private equity, you know, they're investing into companies and there's risk there, but it's not on the stock market, right? Whether it be direct real estate. I'll give you an example. There are some real estate as an example, Randy, that, you know, as COVID happened and all that kind of stuff, it had a little bit of an effect, but it had much less of an effect as the real estate deals that were actually publicly traded, right? So in fact, to the tune of about 40%, they did not move where the publicly traded ones dropped an additional 40%. So you had to say, okay, boy, we're glad we're not in that stuff. We're also in a situation where we're evaluating what's off market and looking at other opportunities that exist out there that just you can't find on the stock market. Now, specifically with your investment structure, whether you're doing it on your own, whether you have an advisor, or whatever that looks like, it's always a good time to reevaluate what you're doing. And one of the great ways or one of the great things to do when you reevaluate is ask the question, God forbid, what could happen to my investments if we see a major downturn? Now, we may not, and I'm not saying we will, I don't know, but God forbid we do, what could happen to my investments? And this question is really important, Randy, when people are 
in a place where they're already retired or they're moving closer to retirement. I mean, you know, we call it the financial red zone. You're five to 10 years from retirement. You do not have the opportunity. We, we met with a family the other week at the office. They're two years from retirement. He wants to retire in about two years, okay? And we're talking to both of them about risk and some other things like that. And one of the questions was, well, should we be taking a little bit more risk right now because we want to continue to grow this wealth? And my answer to that was, well, you know, ultimately it's your decision, but is that really what you want to do big picture? Because if you're wrong, if you just say, I'm just going to go ahead and take a bunch of risk and you're wrong, right? If you're right, it's wonderful. Made a lot of money. Everybody's happy. Ding, 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 ding. It's like playing the Vegas slot machine. Money's coming out. Everybody's happy. Four, five, six days of putting a quarter in. At some point in time, you're like, what am I really doing here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not a quarter anymore, right? It's Mm -hmm. all digital. So you put more money in. But at the end of the day, if you're right, it's wonderful. If you're wrong, Randy, now all of a sudden you're uh, you're doing like the who wants to be a millionaire and you're calling a friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, what should I do now? And people tend to risk more when they start getting behind. That's exactly right. So I said, listen, you're two years from retirement. You are not going to be in a place where you make massive amounts of additional wealth. And they were already pretty well to do. I said, you're not going to make massive amounts of additional wealth in two years. Unless you take crazy risk. I don't mind you taking crazy risk on maybe a piece of the pie. But I think we got to be thinking about it from the perspective and through the lens that you're getting ready to retire and we need to start setting up the team for that prevent defense, right? The end of the game, two minute warning, that kind of thing. We got to make sure we start setting that up for that so we know what to do in the process. So step number one is understanding how much risk you currently have in your investments. What could happen to your portfolio if the market tanks? Now, obviously, the reverse question is what happens to our portfolio if the market goes up quick, right? That's wonderful. The second question you need to ask is, am I in a situation where I'm taking advantage of investments that are not tied specifically to the stock market? It's a really good question. Are you taking advantage of investments that are not specifically tied to the stock market? And you might say, well, what type of investments are there that are not? Well, that's a good question. There's a lot of them out there. It just depends on which ones are appropriate for you. Okay. And then the third question is, what does your tax structure look like? In other words, is your portfolio or your investments, are they efficiently being taxed? Now, nobody likes taxation, but what we should like is efficient taxation. We want to look for ways to legally, morally, and ethically disinherit the IRS. Those things are very, very important. So the first question again, how much risk do you have? What would happen to your portfolio? God forbid the market crashes or goes down or even goes up. Uh, Second question is, are you participating in investments that are not tied to the stock market? And third question is, are you in a situation where your portfolio is tax efficient? Really important. I've had a conversation with some doctors actually in Kentucky, Randy, that it looks like as we help them, we'll be able to help them reduce some taxations through strategy and potentially save about $210,000 in the year 2020 on taxes. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal right, through some of the strategy that we're implementing. And so that's on their income this year. They're doing well. But those three questions in general are questions people need to ask. I think that along with that, Michael, goes the estate planning question as well, because with new administrations, when they come in, they all have different ideas of how we inherit our money and what tax rate that that goes to. And if a person has, you know, quite a bit of wealth built up, that becomes a very important question for them. Well, it's a great question. And and it's also, you know, it's evaluating, do I have the right kind of trusts Mm -hmm. set up? Do I need a trust? If so, what type? 
how does this work? Who the, you know, who are all the, in other words, making sure everything is, is aligned. I remember, you know, even the estate level, as far as how much you can gift has changed over the Mm -hmm. years. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we always want to be navigating that and what that looks like. And, And also are there ways, as you mentioned with the estate side, Randy, are there ways that we can, you know, transition wealth in the most tax advantageous way? I mean, think about if you, if your kids or, folks that you like <laughs> are going to get your wealth, right? Are going to get the monies that you have, even if that's down the road. The question is, is would you rather give them more tax favored, tax friendly, tax free dollars or less? Well, hopefully the answer is more because at the end of the day, if the answer is less then you're giving more to the government and you're allowed to do that if you want, by the way, if you want to give more in taxes every year, I know Randy, you do that on a regular basis. Oh, regularly. Yes, absolutely. I am uncle Sam's best friend. So if Biden gets in and the cap gain tax is almost double and the other taxes kind of go up income and all that kind of stuff too, the good news is, is you will be prepared. Oh, absolutely. I'm prepared to write a bigger check. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, Michael, it occurs to me that just in the time that you and I've been together doing this show, there are so many changes with the Secure Act and the CARES Act and the RMDs and the 401ks Mm -hmm. and the taxing of social security and different things that you could have a financial plan built for you and in three years, it can be outdated. Yeah. I mean, you That's, really have to be with your financial advisor and being up on this and having regular meetings because especially as new administrations come in, things change. Yeah, that's exactly right. You definitely need to have that reevaluation each and every year. And that's something that, you know, I think is very valuable, not only because you're talking about maybe new ideas that are coming in, but also some things you need to adjust and shift. And sometimes it's more than once a year, twice, three times, whatever, just depending on portfolio size. So as you're out there, those three things that we left you with, your market risk, understanding, uh, are you utilizing investments, if you will, that are not tied directly to the stock market? And what's your tax structure look like? Are you minimizing it? along the way. Those are three things you got to be thinking about right now. I think you should be thinking about them all the time, really. But now's a great time, especially we're coming under the, the election seasons coming up soon, a little bit of the anniversary of the 1987 remembrance where the market dropped significantly. Hopefully we don't see that again, but we want to prepare for whatever may come. So if you have questions, I'm going to challenge you head over to leanonthewall.com. Great resources there. We also have a kind of a white paper for you if you'd like. It's called your finances in an election year. Uh, some things you need to be knowing about that, what happened to stock markets in past years, as well as some other things in general that I think you'll find interesting. If you want to receive a copy of that, your finances in election year, all you need to do is text the word WALL, W-A-L-L, text the word WALL to 22828. So the phone number is 22828, and then text the word WALL, and we can get you a copy of that. Or if you're so inclined, you'd rather do it this way, you can just send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at leanonthewall, just as it sounds, leanonthewall.com. Info at leanonthewall.com. That's a great way you can reach out to me and our team and let us know what you want to hear on the show. You'd like to also receive a copy of this, your finances in an election year white paper and any other questions or thoughts that you may have. Well, as always, we just want to thank you for dialing in, tuning in, share this show with someone that needs to hear it saying, hey, listen, wake up, time to get your finances in order. And we appreciate you guys dialing in each and every week. Hope you have a wonderful day. And as always, our goal is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Have a great one and we'll talk to you soon.
Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 00